the oldest trick in the book. So whenever you're ready to start, let's uh, let's fart and then we'll start. Okay, ready? Can Let out fart? the gas in three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> Open the <sighs> pod bay doors, Hal. It's my mouth because <laughs> there's a lot of hot air in there. All right, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, uh, hey, Zach, let me ask you a question. Huh? What often runs but never walks, has a mouth but never talks, has a bed but never sleeps, has a head but never weeps. I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Dang. All right, well, let's just start the episode then. All right. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to the Houseplants Podcast. Podcast. We are here to talk about our music, media, and the mission of Jesus. Not just our music. No, only our music and our media and our mission. <laughs> that sounds a lot like the self-love episode that's yep. part of the series that we're going through right now. <laughs> that's why I threw that in there. Or the idolisticness of loving yourself over God. Yes. All right. So, um, yeah, we're going to continue on this path that we've kind of set up with uh, self-love and then idol love. How have we gotten to where we are Okay, we so, first started talking about um, yeah. idolatry, right? Yeah, so... And it was the 4th of July, so we talked about nationalism a little bit, too. Yeah, so, so like, when we first got going on this idea, it was this idea that um, we had both talked about where people tend to go on these, uh, what do you want to call them, morality tan- uh, sure. tangents or something, and post this stuff on the internet Or even about, just, like, things that distract from, yeah. from God. Yeah. Yeah, and so one thing that's all encompassing about this next two episodes and the ones preceding uh, for this like four week series, if you want to call it anything, is this idea that the scripture, the word of God, and like the focus of God has somehow gotten like shifted uh, with whatever's happening currently in the church. Yeah. Uh, either by. Well, our- it's. And as we're going to probably talk about a little bit this episode, it's always kind of been happening. It's the oldest trick in the book. So it is the oldest trick in the book. So yeah. the best thing to do when we get there is to recognize when we're thinking the wrong way, go back to the scripture. But, you know, don't take our word for it. We're Again, we've said this since day one that we're not experts, but we do believe there was and is an expert. There's is, only one teacher. That is God. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, whenever we uh, get a little further into this, we'll talk about that. But for now, we're going to do a little worship. This may be a oh, yeah. old Diddy classic that you guys... We're taking it back. <laughs> you guys uh, might remember from the one weird episode we did where we made up music. I plan on doing this one just for fun, but it's also kind of tied into what we're doing. I hope that this becomes a VBS song at some point in the near future. It's fun for sure. And yeah. maybe we'll get like different tools out. Maybe even a backhoe and a bulldozer. If there was like a construction themed VBS, which I'm sure exists. Oh, and that would well, be really there's good. kid toys that are bulldozers and stuff. So Tonka. I'm sure. That, yeah. Tonka Adventures. Oh, man. Bob the Builder. Let's get that going. All right. So here we go with an actual maybe worship version of uh, Dig a Little Deeper. So we'll give it, it a It gets a little better every time. <laughs> so here we go. Why don't you give me a shovel?
Somebody give me a drill. be a pretty wild one that was my strap hitting the mic <laughs> and that was uh yeah i was scooting around putting the guitar back it's not my guitar it's zach so i kind of have to uh gotta let him handle that one just for this time i got nice and sweaty and excited yeah so colin what are we talking about this week all right so here's the deal third week and we're going to set this up like a series. So when you guys listen to them, it'll say, it'll seem like it's all part of the same thing, which it'll it seem like it. <laughs> and it's funny because when we came up with this kind of idea, it sort of happened halfway through where we were like, you know what? We're, we're kind of talking. These succession. are all connected. <laughs> and so this week's about twisting scripture or twisted scripture. And me and Zach, hey! we're not going to twist it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, twisting scripture. And the reason that we're using that specific phrase is because the first week we talked about self-love yeah and self-love in a lot of the mantras you see on facebook and stuff that we've talked about seems correct in some regard yeah yeah and yet if you look at the scripture it's kind of flipped on its head in a lot of ways and in the same way the uh idol worship that we talked about last time which is very very sneaky because you can you can make an idol out of going through the motions at church or loving your family yeah. or uh, being independent and all those things are not necessarily inherently wrong in themselves. But again, it's a little bit of a twist. If it gets the in the truth. way and it shifts your priorities away from right. Jesus. So it's a little bit of a twist on what would be like the, the, the absolute truth of the scripture. Yeah. And of course we're not, first of all, I want to say again, we're not trying to like say, Hey, you guys got it wrong. We know the real deal here. But Colin, so. I thought we kind of knew everything. Right. So. And so that's another <laughs> idol right there. Right. Is uh, pretending that you know everything. So, um, yeah. you know, and and so today we're just going to talk about how a lot of times when we're hearing from maybe certain pastors who are maybe more opinionated people on the Internet, your friends uh, who maybe take things a little bit too far. Um, they, they oftentimes are falling into this, this kind of, um, gap or valley where they start twisting yeah. the scripture to make their own point or their own agenda. And, th- it well, made, and I think that you can do this with the best of intentions. Oh, absolutely. You can. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Unconsciously or consciously, 
Um, you know, today we see that a lot. And so before we really get into that too big, uh, I think I prayed last time, Zach. So do you want to pray this time? I got this. Okay. Um, Father, I just thank you so much for, um, the fact that we get to come together, worship you and talk to you and talk to each other. And thank you so much that we were able to have Bob with us last time. Um, and that, uh, you're just doing so much work around us. We're just uh, so honored that we get to just join in. Thank you so much for teaching us and um, just reveal in our hearts, Lord, um, all the things that we uh, twist and try to ignore all the inconvenient bits. Lord, just shine a light on all of that um, and do that for all our listeners as well. And I uh, just pray that we would all just come to a closer um, knowledge and uh, more of a closeness to your love as we just dig deeper into you. God, we just thank you because you're awesome. And it's in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Zach. That's a great prayer. Um, so I kind of wrote this little blurb and it's going to be sort of my like attempt at an editorial, like summary of what we're talking about. Okay. And I, I wrote, um, twisting scripture is the oldest trick in the book. Luke and Matthew four, both. It's funny because they're both Luke four and Matthew four, uh, show prime examples of how Satan tries to use uh, old scripture to fool Jesus, like as if that was going to happen. Um, but today we see both Christians and non-Christians use scripture out of context, misinterpret it or misquote it, or even sometimes yeah. like purposefully like change it just, just because they want uh, to, to do something agenda specific or purpose specific. Yeah. Well, I now, can't have any of those things that are roadblocks to me. So I'm going to yeah. obviously like ignore that or change it. And we're gonna we're gonna really dig deeper into <laughs> a certain thing next week about just the authority of of the solidity of scripture and how yeah what that if, that is that needs to be our like our guiding point and uh, what does it mean? But yeah. um, one thing I will say for this week, what we're gonna get into is just this um, just this idea that when you change. God's word, what you're essentially doing is saying that your own personal truth is more important or more uh, right, righteous than God's like specified, like preserved truth for the last thousand, you know, a couple thousand years. Uh And so again, consciously or unconsciously and see, I, that's why I love so much Zach, the, uh, practice of like rereading stuff you thought you understood. Oh yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. So like you reread, you know, you, you, you constantly go through and you say, you know what? I read this like a year ago, but for some reason, like, especially in, um, let's read it with fresh eyes now. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you do like small groups, like uh kind of like what center does in a lot of ways they, di- they like dig deep. <laughs> it's funny. We can't, we're, I'm just going to say that all episode and be like, <laughs> you know what we really need to be doing? Let's <laughs> dig a little deep. deeper. Digging deep. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So fresh eyes is definitely good. So uh, I thought would for fun, just for you and I, might be a, a hilarious idea to just uh, <laughs> come up with some random ways that yeah. we can just like misinterpret the scripture and then sure. like taking go, uh, go one forward. small scripture yeah. out of context. Yeah, and then that's uh, always that's always. Uh, so this is like we're deciding that we can base a a whole church based on a concept of like yeah. one scripture. So our favorite yeah. one, I'll just get this one out of the way, is I always say to Zach as a joke. Again, yeah. we're joking, people. Lighten up. <laughs> so it's a humor. 
but uh, so we sarcasm were, sign. Right yeah, here. but uh, I always say like, well, based on Ecclesiastes three eighteen, we shall be bringing our dogs and cats to church. That's just uh, yeah, right that's there. That's a in very the Bible. specific scripture too. <laughs> yeah. The best thing about that is it's just one verse, so you don't even have to like look at anything around it to well, like, get any context <laughs> right, at all. Right. Well, so like um, I always tell people that you know it's a joke, and then. Uh, I'm like, see the same word for breath or spirit is Numa, right there <laughs> in the, in the Greek, at least. And it's like, well, you're walking probably... <laughs> in Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that one's hilarious. I'll, yeah. What and about you, Zach? I mean, well, and about that one, um, it, St. Francis of Assisi, you know, he, yeah. he went out and he, uh, preached to like the birds and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. also think it's funny that he, uh, stripped naked and got like a, like a nice oh, little Buddhist yeah, yeah. colony going too. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, <laughs> I've, I've always had this inside joke with several people about having a nudist church based on <laughs> Genesis three, because you know what happens when Adam and Eve are guilty because they sinned against God. Right. They uh, they are ashamed and they realize that they're naked and they have to cover themselves and clothe So what themselves. you're saying is to be completely innocent, just just to yeah. go back to that time before that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's the mission of of Jesus, right, is to bring us back to um, an Eden like state. That's what we believe yeah. in a new heaven and a new earth. So why why are you still in your sin? Jesus has covered your sin. And why your are you shame. still in your sin? Why are sin? you still naked? Do you mean my clothes? <laughs> yes, your sin. You're still covering yourself. You're, we- you're wearing clothes that clearly tell me that you believe that that sin is still prevalent in your life. Hey, and Strip you know, it off. If wear this, a fig leaf. If this church actually exists, then um, those public decency laws are actually anti-religious. <laughs> you know, separation you see, of church and state. So, so, okay, we, we don't need to go too far, but, um, think about uh, it, but think about this just with me and Zach joking around, we were able to extrapolate one scripture and then push that to the nth degree. Right. Oh yeah. And you can get impassioned arguments even. Right. If you believe that's what uh, it says. What's crazy is that you take, you can take anything like that and then just like, like, because the problem I think, and again, we're going to talk about this more next time, but the problem is that we take a scripture and then we um, we take it and we say, okay, based on this, I can do all this stuff and I can ignore the rest. Yeah. We've talked about ignoring parts of the scripture too, not reading the whole story. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So therefore I can fly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it, and that's, that's all you need. And then suddenly you have a different denomination. Yeah. Right there. So, um, so Zach, let me ask you before we get into it. Why do you think it's so easy to twist scripture just naturally Mm. without like trying to. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of our natural mode. It's our MO, so to speak, um, as misunderstanding and misrepresenting. And we do it to each other all the time as people. So of course it's only natural. You're going to do it to the Bible, which in and of itself can be harder to understand just because we've got, um, in some cases, 2000, and sometimes more years of separation between us. Um, I remember having an Old Testament class and the first day we had to write, like, do you think studying the Old Testament is going to be easy or hard? And I wrote out, like, I think it's going to be harder than studying the New Testament for me because it just seems much more foreign because it's older. There's more context in between. Yeah. So um, I think that, yeah, you, you have to get the whole context and, Sometimes it doesn't 
it's not readily <laughs> available, it seems like. Do you feel like um, there are times in our lives when we read scripture that we just flat out do not like or agree with? That happens, too. Um, yeah, so, another case of that would be like, well, I'm going to ignore it because it can't really be saying this because if it did, um, that it, would be really inconvenient for me. Yeah, it would be inconvenient <laughs> for my principles or whatever, my lifestyle or anything. So like Zach... I want to play a fun little exercise. Just you can. I want you to say something mean to me. Okay. And I'm going to misinterpret what you say and then just take it as if you said something else. Okay. Yeah. Think of something kind of like complicated to say. Complicated. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, going to try and misinterpret. Okay. It. Yeah. So, um, Colin, I don't appreciate the fact that you're wearing a shirt that is so bright that it's hurting my retinas and making it hard for me to read. Therefore, you represent illiteracy. To me. All right. So uh, what I'm hearing, what I think is so great about that comment is that you just recognize my vibrant spirit. And uh, <laughs> clearly what he what Zach was saying is that I'm a vibrant guy and that I. I, I oh, that is an understatement. I project <laughs> such colorful personality yeah, that yeah. I literally stop people from doing whatever they were doing vis-a-vis reading or <laughs> checking their phone just to hang out and look at me. So thank you, Zach. See what I did? Look how easy that is. Yeah. And he really he really put like a complicated sentence together. So <laughs> what I think is one of the one of the main ways that we we get these twistings is because people read and maybe they don't want to hear what they're hearing is yeah. one of the one of yeah. the, the interesting. Things. Sometimes, you know, when you just don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and very that's, much that's so. tough love. But <laughs> so, OK, um, Real quick before we get into our fun thing, I'm going to ask you some more questions. This is going to be like me asking Zach questions and commenting because I I, <laughs> okay, I, I like really this. want to get Zach's opinion on some yes. stuff. I'm very vain, so I like being asked questions. There is a, a thing that I found which I thought was really great, um, and it's actually like it's funny. <laughs> this like Zach has been kind of looking up these like more, I would say modern like approaches and like kind of more up to date. Uh, uh, articles and stuff about like some of our episodes and the ones that I find that I enjoy most are like old ones. Yeah. But I found old, one old articles are great. Whoops. I found one from two. Oh, you good? Yeah. <laughs> I found one from 2004 by this guy named Greg Albrecht and uh, it's called 10 twisted scriptures. And what's great is this little blur he puts on the front that I love, which is another example of yeah. what we just did. Did you know that it says this is the first uh, sentence of his article? He goes, did you know that the Bible says that Jesus wants you to commit suicide right away? And it says one Judas, right away. Don't delay. And it says one Judas hanged himself. Matthew 27, five two. go and do likewise. Luke 10, 37, there you go. <laughs> three that that thou doesn't do quickly. John 13, 27. <laughs> so he just took three scriptures, put them together and made it part of his like agenda and then said it. So if right. a person was like committing suicide is good, then he would just put those three together. And he goes, yes, that's an old joke and a bad one. Um, but it's an excellent illustration of the dangers of proof texting. And of course, I didn't really hear that phrase, but I think you know that phrase, right? Proof texting from Asbury and stuff. Well, yeah, that's a common thing. So proof texting just means that uh, you decide what you think already and then you find the scripture or anything else. You don't have to do it with the Bible. Um, yeah, I didn't know that you it was just actually find, called that. You mm-hmm. find things that back up what you're saying, right. even if you have to take them out of context. Yeah, what's funny yeah. is that, like, um, I think the Bible tells us um, to do the exact opposite order of that, which is to read the Bible and then understand. Read the word 
then understand, understand it. Yeah. Right. And then make your decision on based on that. So anyway, um, so there's a few scriptures in here. One of which I think is, this is like the first one, but, uh, this is an example of a twisting. And I think a lot of, a lot of these scriptures, and I'm going to ask Zach about a few, but a lot of these are pretty common. So this is from the KJV, but, um, I think you guys will recognize it from Isaiah 28, nine and 10 is whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make, uh, to understand doctrine them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast <laughs> for precept, uh, must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line here, a little and there a little. And then he writes, most of us have heard the passage interpreted along these lines. God's word brings us into maturity a little at a time, like a baby growing up and eating solid food. He teaches. Yeah. yeah. And so what I find funny is that that scripture, a lot of times people just throw out there to like say that the church is not preaching the right thing. Yeah. They're not giving us that meat. So uh, these people are on the milk and not the meat. Right. Right. <laughs> and so you're like, okay. Well, There's literally uh, an incident that we're thinking of, but we won't go. Yeah. Into. No, it's <laughs> where somebody but, said that. Uh, so and we were like, huh? <laughs> right. But so, I mean, again, that's just one of those things like, uh, <laughs> one of those, I think classics. what they, what they mean is this church or whatever is not going deep enough for me. So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's, they're using a passage that, doesn't quite relate to that in the way that right. they think it does. Or um, this one, of course, from uh, Matthew five forty eight says, be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. There you go. And it's just like, okay, so be perfect. What's wrong with that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but of course, without it's reading, totally logical, <laughs> everybody can just be perfect <laughs> without reading any context. You would just think, you know, if somebody put that to you and was like, listen, God says to be perfect based on this only. Yep. And you have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it. You have to. Now this or one, I'll fire you. Now I'm not going to read the one about baptism because I feel like it's sort of a controversial topic. I know how I feel about baptism. Well, just but, look at our Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you want to. But I don't want to go into a whole thing of like, should you be baptized? Yeah. What about this one? What about um, Matthew seven one through five, where it talks about judging? Oh, okay. And everybody just takes that first part. Uh, where it says, judge not, least ye be judged. And they say, see, you can't judge me for what I'm doing because the Bible says don't judge. Yeah, that's, yeah, I love that. Taking that right, like the way that it's phrased and saying. Not to mention that they're making a judgment of the other person for yeah. judging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the thing? Um, oh, it says, judge. says, yes. Only Who's, Siths deal in absolutes. There you go. But he is dealing in absolutes when he says that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a logical fallacy. <laughs> says, uh, do not judge others or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Boom. So that's not saying that you cannot find any fault in anybody else at all. It says to look at yourself, look at yourself first. Yeah. See now again, I really, I really do feel like, uh, judgment is not necessarily our place, 
But I do think that like guidance and encouragement towards God is kind of our yeah. place. Well, in a way that requires a certain type of judgment it because does. you have to say like, well, okay, this person maybe needs some encouragement uh, the other way because right. they're, they're doing X wrong. Right. Well, like also, um, sorry, I'm, I'm but you do need to work on excited. yourself first. That's, that's a good point. Right. And so, and so the, the other thing, the other side of that argument is if a person hears you yeah. preaching like against their whatever, uh, most of the time people will, will not readily be receptive to that unless yeah. they're like really open to criticism or something. But, yeah. uh, the other thing too is like, you know, the way that God shows us grace, we need to be graceful and everything. You know, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, honor, honorable and decent and, um, all the ways that we can be. So, yeah. um, so it just that. doesn't mean that like no one can judge me for doing whatever I want. Right. Yeah. So, so like, okay, you, you mentioned one commonly misinterpreted or, or taken out of context type scriptures. I'll just ask the, um, since we've talked about a bunch, I won't, we'll, we won't name uh, too many more, but I want you guys who are listening to, um, check this out when the episode airs. Uh, we're going to start doing the question thing we've done on Facebook as yeah. the episode airs so that you guys can answer stuff about the, the particular episode and like go and listen to it. Yeah. And then that way you get like yourself like a cool, like uh, kind of like uh, sort of educated answer. Um, so then in this way, you were telling me ahead of time what you think we should put as the question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and, that, and that's and that's a lot of fun. So I yeah. think what maybe our question will be, which we'll probably put on Facebook, is something along the lines of like, what do you guys think is the the most commonly misinterpreted scripture? Yeah. And see something th- like that. And you guys can answer it on all our social media and let us know what you think. Yeah. And so, so for me, I mean, I already mentioned, uh, um, <laughs> I think a lot of people misinterpret Solomon, <laughs> like all of his stuff. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The breasts of this, the lay next to each other. It's like songs of Solomon. Oh, Solomon. you're talking about songs of Solomon. No, I'm just mean yeah. like all of like Solomon stuff, like in the Bible, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they don't want to yeah. like, they just want to take one little blurb of a sentence and be like, this is weird. Yeah. And it's like, but you know, you really gotta, first of all, you've got to understand why it was written, who was written for. Yeah. Or two, you have to really read some context. You have to go through the whole Bible. Like that, that might be the biggest issue. I think with a lot of uh, non-believers is that they go, well, I've read the whole Bible. You've read the whole Bible. I don't know a lot of Christians who have read the whole Bible. I'm very surprised that you have read the entire Bible. But I think a lot of the time they get on the internet and they look up a few scriptures to make their point. Like you said, what's that proof texting? Yeah. Basically I've, I've Googled anything I'm curious about. So I've yeah. probably read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> and, and Christians fall short in that regard as well. But I just mean um, that that's kind of the whole point is that when we get there, we start to twist. Yeah, yeah. We start to twist what, what would be uh, the real intention of that scripture by leaving it out of context and misinterpreting what it means. So moving on. Where does it come from? We already asked yeah. about that. Um, I just put here, the enemy can't attack God. Oh, no, you put this. Yeah, so Actually, I'm sorry. My, my point I'm was, stealing your stuff. <laughs> the enemy can't attack God directly. Yeah. So if you think about it, Satan has no power over God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that he could do is he can talk to us and say, I'm going to discredit God. So he's going to have to twist the word of God somehow. That's what, uh, when we were talking about the story of Jesus being tempted, um, Satan's given yeah. him Bible references. Yeah, like, he is. 
you know, the son of man's going to be lifted up and therefore you should jump off this roof and look really cool. Right. And Jesus is uh, answering back with correct scripture. He's giving context of the scripture, which is yeah. very interesting because like, yeah. like uh, let me let me read you some. I think Luke is probably the most uh, I think it's like yeah. Luke, Luke has the most detail, the probably. most detail of it. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, the thing I like about it is that he gives context. Really? He does. Cause he yeah, says, he, Jesus is like, you're not going to get me with that. I understand the word. I am yeah. the word. <laughs> um, tell the stone to become bread. And then he says, it is written. Man does not live, but then, the, uh, live on bread alone. Um, showing the kingdom. I will give you all the authority yeah. and splendor for it has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it will be yours. Um, Oh yeah, this is the one. Okay, so if if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written. For it is written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard yeah. you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so yep. that you will not strike your foot against the stone. So you're gonna imagine, look super cool. Imagine this. <laughs> you're a very impressionable five-year-old child. And a pastor walks up to you and does that. And you're standing on a bridge <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's like um, this is a, clearly a twisting. Yeah. And so then Jesus comes back and he says, it says I almost imagine him being like, it actually says this actually. Yeah. <laughs> Do not put your put the Lord God to the test. Yeah. And so what's interesting is. um. Basically, what's Satan's interesting trying to get him by taking these little scriptures and saying, like, see, yeah, he's right. Made, he's proof texting. Right. So. Yeah. So um, the problem is that G- Jesus, the problem, the problem with Satan trying to achieve his goal there is that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. He, he is God incarnate and wrote the words like he, you know, he yeah. is the inspiration. And uh, uh, because of what and who and who he is and how he does everything that's impossible for him to be stumped that way. But we are not Jesus by a long shot. Yeah. And so we really need to, to, to take some steps in our daily life to make sure that we're not like slowly slipping away from the truth of the scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, So let's see. Okay. So I, I, so let me ask this dust, uh, Zach, I almost called you Dustin, <laughs> my other friend. Um, it's okay. You work with him a lot. so I work with him every single day. <laughs> and I play uh, games with him on the weekends. Um, so what are the dangers of twisting scripture, Zach? Yeah. What well, are the dangers? The dangerous thing is that you could it could lead to you feeling like you're in Twisted Sister. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to wear makeup and you yeah. have to put your fist in the air and pound it against yeah. the wall and stuff. You have to wear like a wig and stuff. Well, like, I mean... If we're really getting down to brass tacks, if I can get serious for a minute, I mean, it's basically damnation. I mean, I hate to like be real crazy about it, but essentially when you, uh, when you you could misunderstand God enough. Sure. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like you're, you take the ball and run with one twisted scripture. I mean, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to get into too, some too crazy thing, but uh, if anybody knows what Jonestown is or Jamestown, is it Jamestown or Jonestown? Jonestown. Jonestown. The cult. So he yeah. he claimed at an early part of his like thing to be sort of Christian. Wasn't it called like the Branch Davidian? Oh no, that's Waco, Texas. But that's another one. Yeah, Waco. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, 
there are all these denominations or these people who claim to be holy and have the righteous truth. And then you see the result. So, um, yeah, the problem, <laughs> the problem isn't that we just assume people will go crazy if they don't like constantly keep up with the scripture. But th- my issue comes with you solidifying that truth in your heart and never like going back to the scripture. Yeah. As let it be written on your heart as seeking Christians. We need to constantly be like, I mean, I hate to say it, but proof checking. Yeah. And it says like in Deuteronomy, like um, tie it to your forehead and hands, tie it to your doorpost. Oh yeah. That means, you know, it's basically saying like have scripture around you, like in your daily life. Right. I mean the doorpost thing you know, that's the um, the doorpost is what faces the outside world. Yeah. Like in the ancient world, it like would face the marketplace, mm-hmm. you know, so you'd have like this public front side to your house. And it's like even put scripture there, like so that everybody could see, like, I'm looking at the word of God, you know, have it like in front of you. Right. Yeah. Well, for like just because of the way I am, I'm an extrovert. And also I'm like really into like uh, local ministry and things like that when we first had that or even before we had Jake on the show, I always had this like thing of like asking people like, what's more important to you, theology or action? Yeah. And so when we asked Jake that and he kind of says it's a both end, of course it's a both end. But, um, I asked, uh, I think it might've been Brian. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I might've asked Brian or somebody and, uh, out of my church and they were like, Oh, I'll tell you right now, uh, getting your theology right is definitely better. And I was like, why? And he's like, cause I've seen tons of people going out and doing like terrible stuff that yeah. they say is in the name of God that isn't. Right. And I was like, yeah, now that I think about it, maybe I'm switching you over. protest a soldier's <laughs> funeral for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so, you know, theology in the right way, untwisted theology yeah. leads us to a righteous life. And of course, I we, think it does. Cause it's all about, it's all about defining like, what love is. I know that we say we'll show love, not to just define the word. Yeah. We um, might've, we might've done that one. If uh, dig a little deeper, wasn't such a hot new hit. <laughs> we might've done that one. Right. And, and I think to some extent, like, yeah, action is, is a huge part of it. You can't just sit in and look at, um, at the definitions. Yeah. But I think that if you, if you're way wrong on the definition of love, that can cause your action to be misplaced. And you know it's right. funny. It's funny too because it's almost like a like a constant pushback of all these do du- like these uh, schools of thought that are dualities. Yeah. Like um and you know I'm we're not a political show, but I just mean like there's been a lot of like push uh you know like uh, things like uh, feminism and stuff lately uh, that are basically in response to things being pushed the other way. Yeah. And so a lot of times like well at least in the people that that uh, are so vehemently pushing back. Yeah. Like, so, um, a lot of times with me, one person is stupid and then somebody else is equally stupid in the opposite direction. So. Well, you know, and it's not, we're not calling anything stupid, but we're necessarily, uh, what I'm saying is that, uh, for me, whenever I started thinking about this theology versus action thing and kind of like trying to figure out where I was at on there, my whole thing was like, I see so many people in church and in Bible study, but I see nobody going out and doing stuff for like the poor and at the yeah. time or, or, you know, and, and it's, it's not about exactly what you do, but I do think that ministry, any kind of getting out there kind of ministry is super important. Just not only for the people you're helping, but for you, for your yeah. heart, you've been to Haiti, you know what I'm talking about? The gratification, your soul, the joy, like the feeling yeah. like you're serving the Lord and serving the people. Right. And so 
at the time, whenever I kind of like, like nailed that down in my mind and my heart, I was like, people need to get out and do more stuff. But then I was like pushed back by this, like, oh wait, yeah, because people go out and do stuff all the time now, but is it always like for righteous purposes? Is it always for like yeah. a certain agenda yeah. or not? And so now I'm kind of like twisting back the other way and I'm saying when scripture gets twisted and you're out there doing what you think is right and you're not right. And God sees that the only people that the lose is the people you're helping in your, yourself essentially like, cause God's looking at you. I mean, everybody loses, I guess. Yeah. It's <laughs> a better way to phrase that. But, um, yeah, it's not, it's not good for the people around you. And that's what, Jesus calls us to be is a blessing to the people around us, but a blessing in the right way yeah. and a blessing that leads back to the love of the father. And also twisting scripture comes, I think a lot of ways, like, I'm sorry, in a lot of situations now, I think it comes from this like combative, like argumentative, uh, new generation of trying to prove the other person. Right. I know that's not a, I mean, it's not a generational thing. It's, it's been happening since that's a human thing, time. but I mean, it the definitely we're doing that with Jesus, right? But. It definitely seems, and I've, told this to you years ago, mm-hmm. but there were times when I would just get so frustrated with people's need to be right yeah, to where like you absolutely cannot consider yourself wrong. It's one of at, the biggest problems at all in the costs. World. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, one of the biggest problems in, in the, for, uh, that the human race faces. Yeah. And you know, need to be right. Yeah. And, and for a time I was fairly sh- unselfishered in a lot of, in a lot of things. Yeah. And I felt like I lacked a certain amount of self-confidence. And I just thought like, if, if I have to like question myself constantly, I'm always like thinking about, am I doing the wrong thing? Am I thinking the wrong way? Yeah. Um, if I'm doing that, why, why can everybody else just be like, no, I'm right. And just feel so self-assured all the time. Um, I think it's a, it's a balance thing. You, You can't be like down on yourself all the time. Uh, I know cause I've been there. Um, but at the same time you need to be open to the possibility of correction. That's a really hard thing to do because like you got to be open to the possibility of correction, but you also have to have enough discernment to know when, uh, you're being had <laughs> Yeah, cause you can be manipulated too. And you can't just be a doormat either. So it's like, I don't know. The only answer I can think of is to just go back to scripture. Right. Because it's tested, you know? Uh, well, like, yeah, that's, that's again, uh, scripture can correct me all it wants to, um, because I trust it. Yeah. Right? I, well, like, okay. So that's another thing that I think is a big part of the, the, the reason why twisting scripture happens is because we don't put enough faith in the, relinquishing like we don't relinquish control of our understanding enough oh yeah we assume i'm smart so what i think i know right. must be right and so you that's must unlearn <laughs> what you have learned so that's another thing that's really kind of prevalent throughout our series here is you know this idea that somehow you have figured out more than god has figured out somehow yeah. somehow and so when you get to that point like i don't know you really, really need to like self check yourself. Yeah. And it's, it's tough because like if your heart is the thing that's messed up, how can your heart diagnose fix your and fix heart. your problem? Yeah, exactly. So you need scripture. Um, but I think one hand washes the other. Is right. that what the expression is? Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think about this? And this just popped in my head and okay. I might be taking us down a rabbit trail, but 
can you just sit and open the Bible and then like figure it all out? No, but that's where we, that's where we turn to the Holy Spirit. That's where we pray. And that's where we come into community with each other too. Exactly what I was thinking. And the same way that we talk about like, uh, so there are some things down here that I wrote in this, like, how do we, how do we prevent scripture from being twisted in our, you know, how do we set the record straight? Yeah. And right here, I mean, I just wrote a few of the things down that I, that I think work really well for me. And that is to read the, read, read the scripture over and over daily. Like if you feel like you don't understand it, read it again and again and again. And then of course, get a like there's great reference bibles out there that are super cheap i have oh, one yeah. um i have one that's really awesome my mom just bought me one uh it's called everything it's something like everything in the bible and where it is i oh, had, yeah. i had it last week it's kind of like a dictionary sort of thing well basically yeah it just has like all these terms and yeah, it tells you yeah. specifically where they're at yeah i like um biblehub.com mm-hmm. and if you uh if you know where to look on there you can actually find um what's called interlinear yeah. So it's a version of the Bible that has um, the original language, either Greek or Hebrew, um, and then the translation below it. So it'll have like, here's how the NIV translates it. But then it'll also have like a literal like word for word translation, which like grammatically doesn't make sense in English. Right. But it'll tell you like what each word means. And then you can click on each Greek word and you can mm-hmm. see um, where else it's used in right. the Bible. That's what's called a concordance. If it were in book form, it would be a concordance. Um, Jesus, truth, way, life. I am. Right. It's like Yoda talk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's how the Greeks talk. They were all Yodas. I mean, so, so, okay. So yeah, you touched on that. Basically getting, getting into a point where you start really researching the context and the, you can dig a little deeper. You can dig a little deeper in the original language, of of course. And then, The one thing that is just super important, this one is so easy and nobody does it, and that is to read around the scripture you just read. Yep. You look, okay, so this is a thing. You don't need to zoom in so close that all you can see is the one thing. Now, I'm not saying don't just look in your, like, I mean, I even use this thing, and I've talked about it on the podcast. I use that open open Bible thing where I just say, what does the Bible say about this? But whatever scripture it gives me, I take it and I put it up on Bible Hub or one of those. And or I open the, my book or you look I, at the whole chapter or I open up my, yeah. my quest and IV. Yeah. And I literally just read from like the beginning of that chapter. And if I feel like I'm not getting the whole story I read before yeah. and then I read after. And the part of part of that is because in this podcast, we want to find the best like discussion scripture topics. And we want to like make sure that we're yeah. getting the whole yeah. like juicy scripture it's and context. So, That's like um, a good example of this is um, flat earth. Oh, okay. Because of the yeah, I'm getting into this. I'm getting into this like controversial oh, no. topic okay. here now. Um, I, I'm so I, I, I'm so surprised that it's controversial <laughs> that there is two dividing. It is these this. days, but um, people who believe in a in a flat Earth, um, they get a lot of their evidence from the Bible. Um, they find little things here or there where it talks about the firmament, which is basically like a dome, and that's how the Psalms uh, describe the sky as like a vault above everything. Yeah. Um, and they have no idea like why, obviously they just take it completely literally. Um, there's something in revelation, I think where it says like, God's going to bring together the four corners of the earth. And it's like, how can something have corners if it's a globe? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't want to bash anybody who may be a flat earther that's listening to this podcast. I hope that you're enjoying Mm -hmm. it, but I will say we love you. 
<laughs> we love we love you, and we hope that you uh, you take a to, you dig a little deeper. Um, I will say that anybody who um, <laughs> anybody who knows who like the first kind of like first couple popular people that started blowing this up were like pop stars and like kind of oh yeah that's true like this one chick Tia Tequila who is not that's anything right. and yeah B O B she think, had a MySpace I think I think maybe Nicki Minaj and uh, I don't know Cardi B <laughs> or something. So if you if if you uh, are a Christian and you are coming up to the same conclusions as people of that caliber, I just they I don't could know. be great people. We don't I mean, know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. Maybe but I'm being, still, hey, I need to get the dust out of my own eye, I guess. But <laughs> but uh, no, I just uh, so the problem is that when we twist scripture to yeah. appease an agenda or to like figure out how to, I don't know. St- like another thing too is that like you want to have like the. Like people, like you said, want to be right all the time. Yeah. So another thing that's really frustrating is when people are like, oh, I have some new insider knowledge. It's like a niche, like group of people that has this new truth that nobody else knows about. And I'm going to go rub it in some people's faces on like social media. Yeah. To like show how smart I am. And this flatter thing kind of like came out of that of people being like, oh, there's enough people to like, you can like try and sound smart in this group. Yeah. I I uh <laughs> I I don't know where this comes from but I remember hearing on either another podcast or like an article that they had like done some research into people who have certain beliefs like that and if yeah. you if you show them evidence like contrary to their point yeah. it actually um in most cases makes them cling to what they believe more it re it, it like reaffirms what they believe more. Yeah. Like yeah. Cons- when you take like conspiracy theorists and stuff, um, if they feel like they're trying to be told that they're wrong, they don't like that. <laughs> right. <sighs> Which, you know, is kind of obvious if you think about it, nobody wants to be told they're wrong. So, okay. So we've talked about like, getting the yeah. context for sure. Going yeah. back to the scripture. I would also just, I mean, just because we're, we're, we're going through it. Ask God, like, like pray and let the Holy Spirit give you the answer. I mean, uh, you might not think about that, but it is okay to just say, God, I don't understand this. Please help me. Like, give me the, give me the, the kind of um, discernment to kind of figure out what, what the scripture is saying. Am I, am I totally off base? God, please show me that. Um, And in, in modern society, I think a lot of Christians kind of veer away from the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not, I'm not a, um, super what do they call it like i guess i'm not a super charismatic but i i do believe that anything is possible for god and god can use the holy spirit to do pretty much anything yeah yeah and so we don't have to put god in a box right and so um but so i will say that like if if you if you like because this has happened to me i've read the bible 20 times in the scripture and it just or like if i'm doing really really bad and i open my book and i just don't get there like i just don't find the answers i'm looking for pray yeah, that's what you need to do. Instead of instead of deriving your own assumption and then just like going with it, just spend a little quality time with the scripture and with God and figure it out. So, last thing I'll just say because we're getting close is mm-hmm. I'll say, uh, how can we defend the authority of scriptures? I, yeah, how can we do that when everybody thinks that their twisted version is right? Yeah. Uh, that is a tough one because if you say the authority of scripture, 
um, you get some different reactions to that, I think. Mm. Because I think that okay. people who proof text often do think that they are trusting in the authority of Scripture. They just haven't looked at the context. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're big into, um, well, I don't want to name anything specific, but if you are going to the Bible for your certain theological belief and you're holding so tightly to it that you are holding it over the Bible, like an idol, like yeah. we talked about, um, you are going to be like scripture is authoritative and here's what it says. Yeah. So, you know, that that's a tricky one because to say the Bible is authoritative, they'll be like, I know it is authoritative. So you read it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It basically yeah. takes the, well, see uh, what what I guess um, uh, would be the the way to think about this. It's more of like the same way we've talked about a lot of these things is rending yeah. your heart. Yeah. The difference is you have to relinquish control to God's yep. understanding. Yeah. And so the problem is that the this more came that, from God, so He understands better than I better do. Just than reading I do. it. Yes. Yeah. And so next week we're going to get into a little more about the allegory of like people who believe that scripture is either non-factual or allegorical versus how true it is. We're going to talk about yeah. like scriptural truth and authority, but I will say that just, just to kind of like branch us off into that for next week, I will say that the second that we relinquish control, we find ourselves searching more. Yeah. And it's like, the the fallacy that you run into is thinking that God wants you to be all knowing and understanding. I think the you don't have to know it all. <laughs> I think the the scriptures tell a different story than that, and I think that Jesus and a lot of the prophets that come along, um, sh- they kind of like water down the messages in some way. I don't mean water down as in like they take the truth out. What I mean is that they say I'm talking to this group of people, and I don't know if they're ready to hear like the scientific detailed way that I came down from heaven and became a man. Right. So what you're (laughs) saying is like in Genesis, when it talks about the creation, um, God does not at that point reveal any science. Like he's not saying (laughs) like, here's what molecules were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We'll save, we'll save that all for next week. Right. Right. But that kind of does tie into the end of what we're really getting to here. And that is that when you, when you go back and constantly fact check, well, not fact check, truth check. Ooh, that's yeah. a better way to say it. When you constantly like proof and truth check yourself on what the scriptures yeah. are really saying by getting the context, getting this um, well, and practice like, of reading yeah. daily and getting and I think like and, like you said, the posture of curiosity. So you're yeah. like, I'm I'm looking at this with fresh eyes so that I can learn something. It's always dangerous to assume you know it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there, there's just something else to be said about twisting scripture, Zach. And that yeah. is those pieces of paper are like several thousand years old. Right. You twist those things. You're going to they're going to fall them. apart. Yeah. yeah. You're going to rip them. Yeah. And you'll have some museum come after you and arrest you. And this isn't <laughs> Shanghai noon where wet shirt don't break. Oh, yeah. That's right. Not P-shirt. Ben P-shirt Bar. Ben Bar. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, this is maybe it's stupid, but um, yeah. okay. What's this thing you have down here right before we get okay. done? I had, I had this other like helpful thing. Yeah. Um, so take us through that. So one thing that you could do to help is to recognize when uh, the issue you're thinking about is central and when it's not. Okay. So for instance, if you're talking about like 
how somebody gets to know Jesus, how somebody gets saved um, in general, like who God is. Those are the central parts of the Bible, Jesus revealing himself, the plan, um, and how to take care of that sin problem. Um, but obviously there's millions of Christians and we're going to disagree on some of the particulars. And so like, um, around here, people argue about Calvinism a lot cause we are, um, sort of close to Louisville and there's a big seminary there that is kind of squarely in the Calvinist camp for the most part. And so it's a big influence on a lot of Christians, a lot of Baptists and stuff, a lot of Wesleyans and, and people from like a different kind of side of Christianity they have a different view. Um, and as much as like, you can probably guess whether I would agree or disagree with somebody like John Piper on things like that. Um, I'm going <laughs> to get, wait, <laughs> you want us to guess how you guess feel how... about it? <laughs> no, that's not important. What, uh, okay, good. <laughs> um, what I do want to give those guys credit for is like, if, if you ask John Piper, like are Arminians Christians, he's going to say, Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we disagree on some of the particulars, but they are pretty much preaching the gospel as I see it. And so I'm going to put an article in the in the show notes that you guys can look at. Somebody says to John Piper, like, do Arminians preach a sufficient gospel? And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, short answer. Yes. You know, I would right. say the same thing about most Calvinists. So, you know, the issue is we just have a different philosophy about about certain particulars. Yeah, and that's another thing yeah. too. And I'll we don't have to hate each other. <laughs> the um the summing up of this, I'll I'll kind of like say one little caveat part on the end here, and that is that we should never be divisive over little detailed different interpretations of scripture yeah. unless yeah. those little detailed interpretations of scripture shake the foundation of our foundations of what we believe. Yeah. So if what's a great example? If if I started questioning the validity of certain revelation scripture yeah, and I said, no, this one can't be true because of this. So it needs to be saying this and I change something. Yeah. Then suddenly I'm questioning the validity of John being able to interpret his dream correctly. Then suddenly I'm in questioning all of the Bible. Yeah. And so what, it's a slippery slope is what I'm sure. Saying. Yeah. And so the best way, the absolute best way for you as a Christian or even a non-Christian is to go and read that Bible over Do that over. homework. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just go from yeah. front to back. And then when you get done, say, hmm, maybe I'll go front to back again. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't want to make it seem like, um, like Calvinism and Arminianism is not like, no, you've made your voice very clear. They're not, I'm not, I'm not saying yes. Horrible, horrible people. All of us. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, but like, okay. It's not like they're not really different. There, there's some big differences, but, um, what I always go back to is like, um, a United witness. Yep. What that means is like, we're, as long as we're saying the things to the people that need to hear the gospel, um, then, then I'm cool. Boom. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, I will just, uh, sum up the end here and just say that, uh, um, when we take scripture out of context, we're essentially forgetting that the Bible is universal truth and, uh, it has nothing to do with facts. It's, 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 I mean, the more factual you try and make the Bible, the more you run the risk of getting a twisted scripture because you're trying to 
proof text your fact that you're trying to prove. You mean like getting into like the details when you yeah. say facts? Yeah. And so detail-oriented is is one of the ways that we interpret the scripture, but I feel like... It matters, sure. It does matter. Yeah. Like we need to know that... Um, we need to know like specifically what Jesus said and what he meant based on, you know, the words in the Hebrew or the words in the, you know, whatever. But uh, in the same context of something that Jesus did, we need to know the why and the full scope yeah. of his mission. And uh, sometimes when we get too detail oriented, we forget about that. So um, understanding the mission of God, which is one of the things that we talk about. On the, the mission House of Plants Jesus podcast. We're definitely doing the third M tonight. So, yep. okay guys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Um, we are super excited uh, to have you here. Listening to please us. Please join our Patreon team because it's full of awesome people and you can Fill be awesome quick. just like them. And look very, very soon to the second volume of album. CD that's coming out on there. So out. it's worthwhile. And, yeah. uh, Definitely look forward to our question stuff on Facebook or, I guess, uh, Twitter and Instagram as well, Zach. And let people know about us any way you can. Wherever you're on social media, just say, hey, these dudes are pretty cool. Go check them out. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you guys next time. See ya. God bless. <laughs>